Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you just heard the opening to 1 Corinthians, and it always strikes me how the Apostle Paul in his salutation and in his opening prayer seems to have nothing but good and wonderful things to say about the Christians in Corinth. And this is all the more striking, as you know, that once he gets into the opening of that epistle, once he gets into the body, 1 Corinthians 1.10, it seems that the Apostle Paul has nothing but bad and troublesome things to say about the Christians at Corinth. Kind of makes you wonder, what is Paul doing in his opening? What is he doing in that Thanksgiving prayer that he offers for these people? I mean, you listen, he addresses them as those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. That's a perfect passive participle. They have been, as a result, are in a sanctified state. They are called saints. You ought to be encouraged if somebody addresses you in that way. And then when he gives thanks for them, he gives thanks for the grace of God given to them in Jesus Christ, that they are enriched in all speech and knowledge, just as the testimony of Jesus was confirmed in them, with the result that they are not lacking in any spiritual gift as they await the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. God will sustain them blameless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. God, who has called them into fellowship with his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, is faithful, good, and wonderful things. Of course, then you keep reading. And you find out all those bad and troublesome things, that uh, these Christians in Corinth aren't necessarily conducting their lives in a way that reflects their identity as called saints, as those who are sanctified, as those who have been called into fellowship, into the fellowship of Jesus. And the way they're living their lives, and especially in the way they're treating one another, these people don't seem to look at all like the people Paul gave thanks for. That's enough to make you wonder, what exactly is Paul doing? I can remember in a Bible study where we were looking at this passage, a woman raised her hand and she said, we know the people weren't what Paul is saying. He's just making this up. He doesn't really mean those things that he's giving thanks to God for, does he? And so she suggested maybe, you know, Paul's just following the convention of writing an epistle, you know. After you greet people, you're supposed to give thanks to God for something, and so Paul makes some stuff up. I mean, just read all of his other letters. He's giving thanks to God, but there he kind of means it. He can't mean it right here. Well, you know, that is, I guess, part of the convention. To go to Galatians, Paul skips the thanksgiving there and launches into an accusation. So Paul's not tied to convention. Well, then maybe it's just sort of a, you know, kind of lame rhetoric where Paul is going to say some really good things about the Christians at Corinth before he launches into all the bad things. You know, like you take some guy aside and say, you know, you want to criticize this guy, but you first say, you know, first I want you to know I think you're a really great guy. And then you go on for 16 chapters explaining why you don't really think he's a great guy. Well, see, that rhetoric would have probably been lost somewhere about chapter 6, if not before then. I, for one, don't think Paul is a man who wastes his words. And everything he says in that Thanksgiving prayer, he means because they're true. In spite of all the problems in Corinth, 
in the church there in the first century. Nevertheless, God has called them to be saints. Nevertheless, they have been sanctified in Christ Jesus. They have been called into fellowship with Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Lord. They have that identity because this is what God the Father has done for them. He sent the Apostle Paul to preach the testimony of Jesus to them, and through that testimony he has called them to be his holy people, and that is who they are because God the Father has made them that. And so when you look at this opening, the thanksgiving is for the Corinthians, but not really because of the Corinthians. It's because of what the God the Father has done for them. God will sustain them blameless. God is faithful. Well, the Christians in Corinth may not be faithful, faithful, but that last verse, that last sentence of this reading, God is faithful. And so Paul, in a sense tells these Christians who they are in Jesus Christ because God has made them this in Jesus Christ. They are saints. They are called into the fellowship of Jesus. And then, in the rest of the letter, he's going to exhort them and call them to live that way. You might say that Thanksgiving prayer rhetorically sort of functions. Listen to all these things I'm giving thanks for to God for you. Remember who you are, and now we're going to talk about what that means and how you live as the church of Jesus Christ in this time and in this place. Good things for us to consider today, because I look out at a fellowship of those who are called saints, who are sanctified in Jesus Christ. For as many of you who are baptized into Jesus, God has called you to be his holy people. You were baptized into Jesus' death, that he died for you once and for all for sin. You're baptized into his burial and into his resurrection. This is who you are, so live as the holy people of God. This is sort of what Paul is doing in 1 Corinthians, and we could listen to him as we live as his people today. I guess especially today, the first day of spring quarter, it's good for us to remember who we are. You are called saints. You are people who have been called into fellowship with Jesus. You are the redeemed. Well, conduct yourself this quarter as those people. You might keep in mind especially those of you for whom this is the last quarter. You are the called saints of God. You are sanctified. You are called to have your eye upon the last day, the day of the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And because God is faithful, he calls you to be faithful and to live accordingly, to live according to the identity that God has given you. With your eyes, well, not on April 27th, sorry, but on the last day. Well, of course, I know that a lot of you, your eyes are going to be on April 27th. Of course, uh, April 27th is a big day for our community. It should be a big day for all of us who are gathered here. I know for some of you, April 27th is simply going to be a day. For some of you, it is the day. Of course, I'll remind you today that it's not the last day. In fact, it's not even the last day of classes. 
Some of you will have lectionary classes to go to on Wednesday and all the classes to go to on Thursday and Friday. And uh, Paul in his letter would, would sort of call us today as well to consider the past. When God called us in baptism to be his holy people, to consider the present, that we are sanctified in Christ Jesus, and to remind us of the future, not just call day, not even ordination day, but the day of our Lord Jesus Christ when he will come again and change our lowly bodies that they will be like his glorious body, that we may live with him forever. And as we consider who we are, Paul and I would exhort you, live accordingly. Conduct yourself as the holy people of God. And keep in mind in this, what Paul said of God is true for us. God our Father is faithful. God who called you to fellowship with his Son Jesus Christ is faithful. He is faithful to you. And may the Lord God our Heavenly Father grant that you would live in faithful obedience to him, in love with one another, and may he who has called you into fellowship with his Son sustain you blameless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.